Hello and welcome to our Bible teaching. Uh, we're going to be continuing our series today on the miraculous power of God. And in the last few weeks, we've been really stirring up our, our confidence in, in what God is able to do. We've been stirring up our, our, our faith in the fact that God really is almighty God. He really is able to do anything. Sometimes we kind of say, yeah, no, you know, nothing's impossible for God. But we end up actually limiting God so much and, and, and restricting what we really believe he can do. Sometimes people say, ah, yeah, God can do anything. But, you know, you know, I was born without an eardrum and, you know, I, I just don't see really how, you know, God can heal that. I've just got to accept the fact that I'm deaf because you know, I don't have an eardrum. I thought you just told me God can do anything. You know, yeah, I believe God can do anything. But you see, I, I was, I, you know, I've been in a wheelchair all my life. Or I've been this, or I've been blind, you know, or I have this challenge and this problem. And, and, and th this, is, this is why we're doing this series. We, we want to stir people up. I want to really expand our belief in the fact that he is almighty God. He's the God who can do miracles. He's the God who can move in power. He created the, the entire universe. Uh, in, in fact, I'm going to say this now. I was thinking about this a moment ago. How long did it take God to create this universe? How long did it take God? You know, you look in the book of Genesis, the Bible shows he created in seven days. And there are people who will argue over that. And they'll say, well, yeah, I didn't see how the Bible could be created in seven days. You know, you know, maybe each day is, you know, the Bible, somewhere else in the Bible, it says a day with the Lord is a thousand years. So maybe it's not really seven days. Maybe it's really 7,000 years because, you know, scientists tell us that, you know, the universe just didn't happen that quickly. You don't go from, from just nothing to having planets and stars and animals and humans all on the planet in seven days. Okay. Someone just said their audio is going in and out. Does anyone, can anyone else hear me? <laughs> okay. Hopefully you can actually hear me. Just wave if you can hear what I'm saying or something like that. Okay, I'm going to keep preaching and I'll see if anyone else has have any problems with the audio. Okay, but um, the power of God is able. People think, you know, you know maybe, it, maybe it, we don't really know, you know, maybe, maybe it was longer than seven days. The Bible says he did it in seven days. And if you if you struggle to believe that, if you struggle, if you think, no, I don't really think it could happen in seven days, then you do not have a revelation of how big God is. If you have to look into things in the Bible and try to find a way to explain a way why it's different and why we think it happened differently, then you are trying to fit God into your own understanding. Why is it, you see, why is it that we have such a difficult time believing what God is capable of doing? Why is it that we struggle with the concept that he created this universe in seven days? Why is it that even Christians, I can understand the world trying to explain away the Bible, but why is it that Christians cannot grasp a God who made this universe in seven days? And, and how long did it take him to create man? How long did it take him to create human beings? People say, well, you know, evolution and science tells us it took long, billions and billions and billions of years. And, and you know, the, I know the Bible says God did it all on the sixth day. He made man. You know, I just don't really see how that could happen. That's the problem. 
We do not have a revelation of how big and powerful God is. We really do not have a comprehension. Diana, I'm, I'm glad your sound's back, okay? <laughs> okay? We really do not have a comprehension of what God is capable of doing. That's why we try to explain the Bible away. And that's why we, we look at things in the scriptures and we think, well, you know, I don't really think it happened like that. I think it happened like this. You know, science tells us God made scientific law. He doesn't, he, he is outside of the natural realm. He doesn't, he created the laws of science that you are learning right now. He knew those laws long before man did. <laughs> he made them. See, do we really believe in a God who can do anything? And part of what I'm trying to do in this series is expand our confidence and, and our belief that God really is able. When the Bible says God is able to do it, he really is. Just because somebody said, well, you know, I was born without an eardrum or I was born without an eye or something like that. God created the, the human body in a day. The matter of science tells us that. Now, I know there's people who are probably going to listen to this broadcast and tune it out because you don't believe in the seven days of Genesis. Hey, it's up to you. Uh, right, This series right now is about what do you really believe God can do? Do we really believe he is unlimited, almighty, all-powerful, and that there really is nothing impossible for him? Or do we love him? And people say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if I believe in seven days of creation or something else, you know. It does when it comes to the fact that when you honestly telling me your mind cannot comprehend this planet, this universe created in seven days and you have to explain it away. Because now when it comes to believing God for something in your own life, for healing and for God to move and answer your prayers and manifest in your life, you have already told me you believe in a God who's limited. You believe in a God who can't do certain things. <laughs> Let's get this, people. Let's begin to realize it's not about arguing the doctrine of where, was it seven days and was it 7,000 years or whatever it was. It's about, do you believe he could do it in seven days? Do you believe that if God wanted to, he could create this whole universe in seven days, create a human being on a day like that? I do. In fact, I don't see why it even had to take him that long. <laughs> okay. But we won't go into all of that. But you see the same God the bar, over and over and over again. The Bible raises up before us a God who is who has miraculous power, a God who's able to do things. And there's such an emphasis on this in the Bible that I believe I believe God wants us to see it. I believe we have a whole generation of Christians right now who limit God, who limit what God can do because we've become so intellectual and scientific. There's been a lot of preaching in recent years on, on the willingness of God to heal. Will God heal? Will God answer my prayers? And that's not what I'm focusing on right now. We'll cover that in other series. I'm talking about can he? Can he do it? Is God able to manifest in your life and, 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 and answer those problems and deal with them? Do you really believe it? Or are you going to limit him? So we have, we've seen in this series, we've been talking about the miraculous. And we've talked about the power of God in various contexts. Tonight, I'm going to talk about healing, the power of God in context of healing the human body, what God is able to do. What do we really believe he's able to do? Now, I, healing has always been a subject on my heart. I've taught it. I've picked it. And I get a lot of people argue with me over it. And people don't want, don't want to accept things. And I, don't, I don't believe God heals. I don't believe God does this. You know, it's up to you if you don't want to believe in healing. 
But I'm not even preaching will of God today. I'm preaching what he can do, what he's capable of doing. Is he able to do it? And, 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 and the Bible lifts up a God who's able. And I believe we should talk about this. I believe we need to have our confidence raised in what he can do. And, and we've seen in this series that over and over again, the Bible uses the word dunamis. And very often that word is translated miracle. Now, there are other words translated miracle. I've not been focusing on those right now. But this word dunamis is, is important because it emphasizes power. It emphasizes the power of God to do something. Now, obviously, dunamis is a New Testament word. It's Greek. In the Old Testament, you find words like might, strength, force. Okay? Because God wants us to begin to comprehend his might and his greatness and his magnificence. Now, we sing it in church. Great are you, Lord. And then we go home and we look and I just don't see how God could do this in my life. I just thought, I thought you just sang, great are you, Lord. And greatly to be praised. Do we believe in a God who can do anything? His dunamis power. We've been seeing it over and over in the word of God. What his power is capable of doing. We're going to see it today in context of the human body. What is possible for God to do? Can God manifest healing in a body? Is there anything he can't do? Are we going to talk about it? Now, you might know the scriptures I'm going to look at tonight, but it's good to, to talk about them. It's good to go over them over and over again. Because as we look at scriptures that we've heard before, you know what happens? Our faith begins to rise up. Our confidence in what God is able to do begins to rise up. Now, another thing, I'm going to repeat this. Another thing that we've talked about, not only have we talked about the word dunamis, but we've seen the Bible also uses another word, energio. Now, energio has got to do with something that's active, something that's operational, something that's doing something. And you find dunamis and energio work together. Now, I'm saying energio dunamis. I'm not sure if it should be energio dunamis, dunamis, energio. I haven't checked that out, depending on the order of how Greek words go. Energio dynamis will do for me right now. But it's the, the important thing is the combination of these two words. Dynamis is one thing. Power is one thing. But energio talks about that power working, coming into manifestation, doing things. This is where we need to start having a lot of confidence. We need to start have, having confidence in power that manifests, power that shows up. Many, many Christians know, well, you know, I've got the power of the Lord in me. I've got power. God's got, yes, Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. Oh, goody, goody, I've got the power of God in me. Okay, where is it? You've heard me say that a few times. It, you can have power that's not doing anything. You can have what you call passive power. And I used the illustration a few times of a battery. You can have a battery that's full of power, but if it's not connected to anything, that power is passive. You can carry that battery around in your pocket and you can pull it out everywhere you go and say, I've got a battery. I've got power. Look at my battery and all the power I've got in my hand. Is it lighting anything? Is it making anything happen? No, no, no. I've got it. I just got this power in my battery. Well, who cares, really? It's just a, it's just a battery. There's just a piece of metal and, and a few chemicals filled with power with nothing happening. God doesn't just want vessels with his power in them. He wants vessels with his power manifesting through them. He wants his power to flow through us. He, he put his spirit in us. He put his power in us 
He gave us faith. He taught us about faith. He gave us the name of Jesus. He redeemed us from sin in the power of death, translated us into light, raised us up, seated us with Christ in heavenly places. Do you think he did all of that so that he could do nothing in your life and not manifest through your life? Why did he give us the name of Jesus? Why did he put his power in us? He put it in there because he's looking for vessels to manifest his power through. God is raising up a generation of people. And I believe I'm going to be part of it. You can be part of it. But God is raising up a generation of people who are going to walk in the manifest power of God. We are getting this. We're seeing this. We're going to step into this. And I know there's people from other countries listening. And I believe it can happen in your country too. But I'm telling you right now in the United Kingdom, we are going to see the manifest power of God. Manifest power that shows up. Causes blind eyes to open, ears to open, body parts to grow right in front of your eyes. I'm believing, I'm expecting it because I believe in energio dynamis. And the word of God shows us how to get the power active. God put his power in you, but he then says to you, this is how you get that power working. And faith and believing is, is such a massive part of that. You're going to see that even more today. As we begin to put faith and confidence in the power that is in me and the power that's working through me. That's why Paul, over and over again, he said, the power that works in me, the power that works in us. He was talking about it all the time. He talked about the power that rests on me, the power that works in me, the power that works in you. Because he wanted us to start getting confidence in working power. Now, let's look at healing. Let's look at some scriptures about healing. I, you know, it, it, this, is, this is, no matter what I preach, no matter what I preach in the Bible, I can never get away from the subject of healing. God always just pulls me back onto this in some way, at some point. And it's because I really believe that, that, that God wants to, his people to get a hold of this more, to begin to understand uh, his power to heal. God's wanting to do so much more. He's wanting to manifest so much more in the area of healing. My heart goes out to Christians, believers that are struggling, that, that have been believing God, some of them for years, and yet are not experiencing anything. My heart goes out to them, and, and it's on my heart. to. Do, we want to do something about that. I've been praying, God, what can we do? And, and, and more and more, I'm getting it on my heart. Well, you need to do more teaching on healing. You need to raise up other people who know about things. So I'm looking at ways to do that, okay? <laughs> announce things as we go along. But, but God wants to move more in the area of healing. And, and let's look at some things in the word. I could just preach here for ages. Let's look to the word. Hebrews 11, verse 11. And we referred to this last week uh, about Abraham and Sarah. And we saw that God had promised them a child. And his dunamis manifested to bring that promise to pass. But let's look at the other angle of this. That promise involved something happening in her body. And in Abraham's body, likely too as well. The Bible says he saw his body was dead. He saw her womb dead. But he concluded God is able. He has the power to do this. So let's look at this in context of healing. What happened? Hebrews 11 verse 11 says this. By faith, Sarah. It's not emphasizing Abraham yet. It's emphasizing Sarah. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. It's what the English Bible says. The original word is dunamis. This is talking about power that went into her body. Power. What did that dunamis do? <coughs> Let's drink some more. Give me a moment. 
By faith, Sarah herself re also received dunamis to conceive seed. That power went into her body and did something. It caused a change. It made it possible for her to have a child. So you're going to see power in context of the body more and more. There's a lot of Christians that are praying, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me. And what they're looking for is they are looking for God to give them healing. Well, you know, I'm just waiting for the Lord to heal me. You know, when God gives me my healing, all of this kind of stuff. What you need to realize is how. Let's, let's look in the dynamics here. How does God heal? What is it that God gives to a person that causes the healing? Does he give you healing? Or does he give you power that causes healing? Now, you might say that's a technicality. It's not. This is important. We need to be to realize over and over again. The Bible talks about dunamis, power in connection to healing. What is it that causes that? That is power. That is dunamis that goes into the body. God gives dunamis and it's dunamis that releases the healing in the body. There is healing power. Just like there is power. This is the same miraculous power as all the things we've been preaching about. What happened? What went into Sarah's body? Power went into her body. Let's look at some other verses. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Now, I'm, go I'm going somewhere with this. I'm laying groundwork today. Very often when we preach on healing, we preach about our side and how to receive. But I believe when you begin to, to, to have more confidence in what God is able to do, it makes our side a lot easier. I want to, uh, I mean, I will mention faith, but the emphasis today is on the power. The power and what the power can do. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. God anointed. Jesus of Nazareth. We've heard the verse. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. What did God anoint him with? With the Holy Spirit and with power. There it is. That's the word dunamis again. So God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. It specifically highlights power in his life. And then it says, who went about doing good and healing all. Isn't that interesting? Healing, right after he talks about power. What is it that went into Sarah's body? Dunamis. It was power. There is a release of power that goes into a person. You know, the Bible talks about lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What, why? What is it about a Christian's hand that causes somebody to recover? If it was just putting hands on people that caused them to heal, non-Christians could do that. You'd go down the hospital, to put your, a doctor could just put their hand on everyone, that'll be healed, wouldn't need medicine. It's believers who lay hands on the sick and they recover. Why? What is it in the hand? What is it that goes through us? What is it that is transferred through the hand of the believer? People say, well, it's healing that's transferred. No, it's healing power. It is the dunamis in me that is released into them that causes healing in the body. There is healing power. There is power to heal. Jesus was anointed with it. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about this power on Jesus. And I'm going to look at a couple of, uh, I'm going to look at a number of the, the, the healings in the ministry of Jesus. And I'm going to point something out very specific here in a minute. I'm just laying the groundwork. Let's, let's look at some things in Luke. That's interesting because one of the emphases of the emphasis, emphasis, I don't know. <laughs> one of the emphasis of the book of Luke is the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. Uh, now Luke wrote Acts and Luke. 
it's the same author who wrote both of these books. And you'll find the same things he emphasizes in Luke, he emphasizes in Acts, the common themes between both of those books. For example, in, in, in Luke, he highlights Jesus' prayer life. In Acts, he highlights the church at prayer. Now, Luke was the one who had the real understanding of the, the Holy Spirit. And throughout his gospel, he emphasizes the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. Now, the other, the other gospel writers mention the Holy Spirit, but Luke emphasizes it. There's a strong emphasis in his gospel. He talks about Jesus was led and the, this and the Spirit did that. And the, he constantly mentions the spirit, spirit, spirit in the life of Jesus. Okay? And in the life of some of the other people he talks about. And he puts that same emphasis in Acts. He emphasizes the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. Well, again, when Luke talks about the Holy Spirit, he also talks about power. Let's look at this. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Jesus, what, what, what did he return in? There was, then that's Judas. Power. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Okay? Now, we could spend a lot more time, but we've seen a couple of verses. He's got power on him. He's anointed with power. He returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Now, this is interesting. Luke 4. Luke 4. I've just read verse 14. It says he returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And let's keep reading. And news of him went out throughout all the surrounding region. So here's Jesus entering Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Now, you would think if he's got power on him, you're going to have a rival. You would think, man, he's got the power of God on his life. He's going to go in there and just, you know, start. The Spirit of God's just going to start moving. Notice what he does. Right after telling us he's got the power of the Spirit on him in verse 14. Verse 15 says this. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Why did Jesus got the power? Why does he need to teach? <laughs> This is what a lot of the church world think these days. Oh, we don't need teaching. We just need power happening in our church. No, 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 no. You need to realize there's a connection between teaching and power. There is a strong connection in the Bible between teaching of the word and the manifestation of the power of God. Just because Jesus had power on him doesn't mean he didn't need to teach. The first thing he does when he enters Galilee in the power of the spirit is begin to teach people. Too many Christians these days are, are, are despising the teaching of the word. They're lessening it. Not you guys. I know you guys love the teaching. There's a lot of Christians. They want a move of revival. They want the spirit of God to move. And you say, come get some teaching. They go, no, no, we don't. We're not that into teaching. We just want a Holy Ghost revival in our church. This is why we're not seeing a lot of things. God is looking. God wants people to get a hold of teaching. This is a big part of what he's trying to do these days. Jesus comes in the power of the Spirit. He doesn't just go into Galilee and say, we're here for a revival. Things are going to happen. No, what does he do? He starts to teach. First thing he does with the power of God on his life is start to teach people. Verse 15, he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. This is the next verse. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So here Jesus goes into the synagogue. And what happens? Jesus walks in the synagogue and says, I've got all the power. We're going to have a revival in this synagogue. No, not what he said. Goes into the synagogue. What does he do? He stands up to read the scriptures. 
This is the man full of power. This is the man that's got the power of the Holy Spirit on him. What is he doing first? He's teaching people. He's teaching people. Why? Jesus understood something about how power and teaching work together. So he went about teaching people. If we begin to get this, as Christians begin to get this and begin to realize the value and the importance of the teaching of the word, we will begin to see far more manifestations of power. Now, that was at four. Jump over. Let's go to Luke chapter five. Let's begin to look at when the power begins to manifest and some of the healings take place. Luke chapter five. Right now, I'm just going through Luke. I'll mention some of the others. Luke chapter five says this. Now, it happened on a certain day. As he was teaching. There it is again. Jesus, on a certain day, what's he doing? He's teaching. That, the Phar- that, they were, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power, that's the word dunamis, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Here it specifically says the power was present to heal. This, we could, we could call that healing power. Okay? Because it's there for that purpose, to heal. There's power in this place to heal. That's what it's basically saying. How did that power get there? Well, one, Jesus had that power. But what's he doing? Does, does it say Jesus is having a prayer meeting? Does it say Jesus, they're all having a worship service? I'm not against those things. Please understand, I believe in those things. But in this verse, he's teaching. A lot of times people do not think that power can manifest in teaching. It can. In fact, when you begin to understand the the value of teaching, you'll begin to realize that this is one of the big things that releases the power of God into people's lives. Jesus is teaching. And what, what what happens? The power of God. The dunamis of God is in that place. Specifically heal. Now notice this. How many people at that moment are getting healed? Zero. It says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And nobody's getting healed. That is passive power. It's present, but it's not manifesting. It's there, but nothing's happening. People think all we got to do is get the power in the place and we'll have a revival happen. No, no, no. You can have a building full of power and nothing be happening. Because of what I've been trying to teach you, passive power and active power. Here, the, the teaching brought in the power. The power is in the place. That whole environment is filled with power. Jesus has power on him. That says after that, says verse 18, then... Behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. So this man who came on the bed, who was paralyzed, they carried him in or put him through the roof, four of his friends. He wasn't even in the room in verse 17 when it says the power of the Lord was present to heal. He came after this. So you can't say the power was only there to heal him because he wasn't there at the time the power came in. But this man comes into an environment where there is power. He comes into contact with this power. This is where, this is powerful. This is where you begin to realize, this is, this is, something happened in this man that activated that power. There's something on his side that caused that power to go into operation. See, 
they, they, I'm going to say it, there's two ingredients you need for, 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 for healing to manifest, uh, for the power of God to manifest. You need a manifestation of power and you need faith. Or you need power present, put it that way, and you need faith. And faith is what causes that power to manifest and come into being. Jesus teaching a room full of people, but none of them had any faith. So the power is there, but it's there passively. It's not doing anything. Until in comes a man. And the Bible tells us, verse, uh, verse 20. And this isn't the main thing I'm going to preach. I'm heading towards something. We're laying the groundwork here. But I want you to see this. Verse 20, this, they bring this man in. Verse 20 is this. When he, Jesus, when he saw their faith. When he saw their faith. There's no, there's no waste words in the Bible. This is not just there by coincidence. You've got power present, but that's not enough. Miracles are not happening. In comes a man and his friends who have faith. And what happens? Oh, that's, when, that's when the power becomes active. That's what switches that power on. That power becomes working power. It comes into manifestation and things begin to happen. Many people think, oh, if I, all I've got to do is get in contact with the power and I'll get my healing. No. That's why a lot of people go to meetings where there's power present and they come out sick. Nothing's happened in their life. It's not just about getting around the power. It's around knowing how to turn that power into enormous, active power, power that's switched on, power that manifests. You can be around dunamis and not get anything until your faith turns it on, activates it. Now, this can happen in a meeting. It can happen in your own life. Power, the dunamis God has put in you has got to be activated. He gave it, he gave us the enabling, showed us how to get it active. Now, let's, in fact, in fact, I'm going to refer to this and then I'm going to go into my other point. There's something quite exciting I want to show you here in a minute. I'm laying the ground because I believe as we teach on healing, I want to tell you something, people. We might be miles apart through the internet here, but you are listening to the word of God. The power of the Lord is present to heal God's power. When, when the word of God is taught on healing, God is ready to confirm and back that word up. Okay, so power can be present. It doesn't mean it's just going to automatically happen. There, there's going to be a connection of faith on your side, and that power can go into manifestation. But there's another time. In fact, I'll, I'll jump down to this. If I've got this somewhere in my notes. In, it's the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. Because this is another one that mentions power on Jesus. Specifically mentions the woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Talks about she's had a flow, a flow of blood for 12 years. She's been, she's suffered many doctors. She hears about Jesus and she comes behind him in the, in the crowd. And then she says, if I may just touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now I've told on this before, but it's worth, it bears repeating for people who haven't heard me say this. Why did she want to touch his clothes? Why didn't she say, if I can just touch Jesus? Why did she say, if I can just touch his clothes? What is it about his clothes that, that was significant? Well, in the Old Testament, the prophet's clothing, his mantle, represented the anointing. This woman was saying, I believe Jesus is anointed with power. And I believe if I can come into contact with that power, touch those clothes, healing will come into my life. 
She had faith in the power and the anointing upon Jesus. So she touches Jesus. And verse 30 says this, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power, there's dunamis, power had gone out of him. What is it that went from Jesus into this woman? Was it healing? No, it was power. Power went from him into her. And healing manifested in her life. And Jesus is in a whole crowd of people, and she's the only one getting healed. He, the Bible says the crowd was thronging him. Everywhere Jesus went, people would be trying to touch him. How come the power flowed into her, and there's no evidence of it flowing to anyone else? That's because the power is passive until it's turned into energio power. Faith turns it into energio power. Faith causes it to activate. That's why Jesus said to this woman, verse 34, your faith has made you well. Woman, your faith connected with power. Power and faith are the two forces that will cause a healing to happen. Power is the two things. You put these two together in the right combination, healing manifests. But a lot of people are struggling with either one or two of the others, or one or two of these. Power, when it, faith, when it comes into contact with power, causes that power to manifest and become active. And healing takes place. And we need to begin to believe this. What you need to get a hold of if you need healing is you need power. You need power released into that situation. And your faith comes into contact with that power and causes that power to work. It causes that passive power to turn into active power. And when, when power is active, that's when things begin to manifest. Now, I want to look at something else. This I've been leading to. I wanted to lay that all in groundwork. But I want to point something out. Both of these verses that I've just read, the man lowered down by, by, by four of his friends and the woman with the issue of blood, both of them say something else. I'm going to read it to you. Because I want, I want to stir you up in this area a little bit. This is something the Spirit of God put on my heart. Luke, let me read it to you. Luke chapter 5, verse 25, and then I'll read it to you in Mark 5. Okay? Luke chapter 5, verse 25. So this man is brought into the room. Jesus then, in verse 24, says to this man, Arise, take up your bed and walk. Go to your house. Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. That's what he says. Verse 25 says this. Immediately, he rose up before them immediately he rose up before them how long did it take for this miracle this healing to happen when you've got the right two ingredients in place does it say that he waited six months for it to happen no notice that word immediately i'm going to read you a bunch of verses in a minute we need you need to see something here you need to see when that right combination is in place, faith and power that cause it, these things can happen. It doesn't take a long time for them to happen. There are a lot of Christians that, that we've got our confidence in, in, and, and our faith in delay. We've got our faith in the fact that things are going to take a long time. Let, stick with me. I'm going to read this to you. The, the, but God does not repeat something in his word over and over and over and over and over and over again if there's nothing in it. And I'm going to show you this is repeated. This is repeated. There's something in here we need to get a hold of. We need to start beginning to realize how, how long does it take the power to heal somebody? How long? What is the potential? What is the capacity of that power? People say, oh, you know, you know, you know it can take a while. 
I'm going to I'm going to make a statement here that's going to offend some people. Healing taking a while is not because God is taking a while. A lot of the time it's taking us a while to get things working. In the ministry of Jesus, things happened immediately. There was an immediate there were things things happened quickly. Notice this. It specifically says immediately he rose up before them right in front of their eyes. This man who was lame. This is what the power of God is capable of doing. This man was carried in a stretcher. He walked out the door a, a few moments later. That's the power. That's what the power is capable of. He walked right in front of their eyes. Power hit this man's body. And I don't know if, if his, his legs were visibly weak because he was paralyzed. doesn't really tell us. But it says he rose up before them, right in front of their eyes. He gets up. And then it says, took up his bed, takes up what he's been lying on, and he, he walks out the door to go to his own house. <laughs> People say, well, you know, why didn't he hang around for the meeting? Well, actually, if you look at Jesus' instruction, Jesus said to him, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Well, the man did exactly that. He got up, took up his bed, walked out the door, and went home. <laughs> but notice that word immediately immediately uh, uh, do, do you believe faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god i'm going to read you scriptures in a minute and let this build faith in you we have a lot of faith in delays we have a lot of faith in taking things taking time god is wanting us to start to begin to believe that his power can do it like that the, the capacity the ability of his power if you believe in delays your faith will cause it to be delayed if you believe the power has the ability to do it right now, it can manifest. It can happen. If I get that right combination in place of power and faith working, it, things can happen. How long did David have to believe to beat Goliath? <laughs> Does it say David saw Goliath out on the field and he started putting his faith on the fact that Goliath, this giant in my life, and six months later, he's still standing there in the field believing God to beat the giant. No. There was a manifestation. Something happened, and it was, it was there. It was happened. We've built a generation of a church that has faith in delays. We have faith in things taking a while, taking a long time. Exactly. I believe it's now. Look at this. I'm going to stick. You might want to look in these scriptures yourself. We read Luke 5 immediately. I'm going to show you how often this word is repeated in the scriptures, in, in the healing cases. Let's go to, let's look at Mark 5 because I've referred to that one already. I'm just trying to flick down in my notes and I'll find you the verse. Mark chapter 5. This woman touches Jesus. Verse 29. Immediately. There it is. Immediately. The fountain of her blood was dried up. How long did it take for the power of God to cause a change in her body? Does it take the power of God a long time? No, doesn't take the power of God a long time. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. I'm going to read you scriptures. Do you mind if I just read you a whole bunch of scriptures tonight? Do you know what will happen as you start hearing the scriptures? If I just read these scriptures and read them and read them and read them, I want you to start having faith in immediately. Start having faith in the power of God to do something immediately. I started tonight talking about how God created the, the, the universe in seven days. And people, I don't want to go into all of that again. People say, 
you know, how long, I don't, not convinced it was seven days, but, but let's just look at it the way the Bible says it, seven days, okay? How long did it take God to create a human being? He started creating man on the sixth day. By the end of the sixth day, man was created. A day. How long does it take God to do some things? People say, you know, I'm missing, I, I was born, I, I just don't have an eardrum, you know. I, I, the reason I'm deaf is there's no eardrum in there. And, you know, I just, I, I, how long does it take the power of God to create an eardrum inside your ear? Is it possible? How long, do, how long would it take? It can happen in a moment. It can happen in a moment. Okay. Immediately, the, the fountain of her blood was dried up. It didn't take a long time for the power to do it. It does not take the power of God a long time to heal. Stick with me. Let's, let's read this. Okay. Let's look at the immediateness of God in context of healing. So Luke 5, that word immediately. Now, this, in the Gospels, you'll find, I've found so far, two different Greek words used for immediately. But they both have basically the same meaning. Okay, so I'm going to read you a bunch of scriptures that use the first one of these words, and then we'll read you a bunch of the second ones. In fact, Luke, is he, he primarily uses one of these words. And the, the other Gospels use a different word, but it all means the same thing. This word immediately in the Greek, it means instantly. Instantly. It means immediately, or it means straight away. Okay, it's got this meaning. In other words, it, it happened right then and there. Right in front of their eyes, this man who was paralyzed. Like that, healing power hits him. He gets up immediately. It's healed. So let's look at where this verse is 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 is, is used elsewhere. Particularly, you're going to see a lot of these in Luke. That's Luke chapter five. Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. Jesus is ministering. Uh, he's he, he's he's at Simon's house. Simon Peter and and Simon Peter's mother-in-law is sick. She's got a fever. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details of this. We've done that in other teachings. Notice this one word. Luke chapter four, verse thirty-nine. He, Jesus, stood over her and rebuked the fever. Jesus rebuked that fever. Notice the next thing. And it left her. And immediately, there it is again. Immediately, she, rose, she arose and served them. How long did it take for that fever to go away? How long does it take the power of God to destroy fever in a body? We've got a lot of faith in things taking a long time. <clears throat> Luke chapter 8. We've read Luke 4, Luke 5. Let's jump to Luke, Luke chapter 8. This is, this is uh, actually, this is the, the woman with the issue of blood. This is Luke's version. Luke chapter 8, verse 47. Okay. The woman, um, the woman saw that she was not hidden. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how, notice this, she was healed immediately. It actually says that. And she was healed immediately. This is that same word, instantly. This is what the power of God is capable of doing in the area of healing. It is able to do it immediately. It is, there is, it is possible for the power of God to instantly change the human body. Right in front of your eyes. Jairus' daughter. Jairus, Jairus, this is Luke chapter 8 now. Luke chapter 8. Jairus, verse 55, Jairus's daughter, she died. She's dead. When he, he you know, he, first of all, she, she was sick. He calls, says, please come heal my daughter. But by the time they got there, she's dead. Notice this word pitch up again here. 
Luke chapter 8, verse 55. This is when Jesus raises, raises her from the dead. It says, then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. Immediately. She got up like that. Why is God repeating this word over and over and over? Why is this constantly repeating? Luke chapter 13 and verse 13. Luke chapter 13 and verse 13. This is the woman who was bowed over with a spirit of infirmity. She couldn't straighten up. She was, she permanent, you know, she lived her life permanently bent over. Luke chapter 13, verse 13 says this, and he laid his hands on her and immediately, wow, there's that word again. He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Wouldn't you like to watch that happen? Wouldn't you like to see this woman who her, for years she's been bowed over, she's not even straightened up. Jesus' hands, he, he lays hands on her and instantly like that, the power of God. That's what the power can do. Do we have faith in power that can do that? Do we have enough confidence to believe in the immediately of God? Do we believe that the power of God is able to instantly do something in the body like that? Or do we believe it's going to take a while? Why is God repeating this word immediately, 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 immediately? It's in there so many times, this exact same word. It's there for a reason. It's there to build faith in us, to have confidence in power that is able to do things. Seems to be having trouble with my, my internet's going on and out. So it's actually coming across to you. My screen keeps going back blank. Luke chapter 18. Luke, we do have thunderstorms going on in the area. So Luke chapter 18. This is the blind man. Je this is Jesus. Jesus is coming to Jericho and there's a blind man who cries out to him, son of David, have mercy on me. Luke 18. I'm only going to read the one verse. Verse 42. Luke 18. 42. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith. There it is again. Has made you well. Verse 43. And immediately he received his sight. Immediately, instantly, right there, his eyes open. He was able to see. Acts chapter 3. Let's look at Acts. Now, Luke wrote Acts as well, but he uses the same word. Acts chapter 3. This is another lame man. This is the man who's lame at the gates, beautiful, in the temple. And verse 3, verse 2, Acts chapter 3, verse 2 says this. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb. How long has this man not been able to walk? He has never walked. Never. From his mother's womb, he's been lame. I don't, I don't know if it tells us his age. I'm not sure if somewhere in this passage it tells us. But he's a man. He's grown up now. Never walked. I mean, someone who's never walked, there wouldn't be any muscle in their legs. There wouldn't be any nothing there. The muscles have never had a chance to strengthen up, ever. Look at what happens. Verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, there it is, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, strength went in and his entire legs, his feet, his ankle bones, everything that had kept him lame all of those years since his mother, mother's womb, power of God hits it in a moment. 
it is all strong. And he's able to walk again. That's what the power of God can do. We need to start believing in power that can do this to the body. Instead of looking at our body, you think, oh, you don't understand. You know, my doctor said this and I don't have this body part. And my DNA is missing this. And, you know, all the, and yeah. no, the power of God has the ability. God's power has the ability to do immediately. 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 Now, I said there were two Greek words. Well, there's another Greek word. And it basically means the same thing. It means straight away, immediately, forthwith. Let's read some of this one. Luke chapter 5. This is the leper. Luke chapter 5. Let these scriptures build faith in you. Why is God repeating immediately, immediately, immediately? He wants you to begin to see what his power can do. And you begin to put your faith in that kind of power and believe that the power of God has the power to instantly change the body. Your faith will connect. Begin to believe in power that can do it instantly. Luke chapter 5, verse 13. This is the leper. It says then, talking about Jesus, he put it out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, there it is, immediately the leprosy left him. Wow. Can you imagine what that must have looked like? This man has had leprosy. People with leprosy, they had their skin, everything, their, their, their bones, things would, you know, their body parts weren't even all there. Because the leprosy, this, this could have been years of deterioration of his body, sores, scars, all kinds of things from leprosy over him. And immediately that leprosy has gone like that. Right in front of your eyes, it's gone. <laughs> My word, God's good. Immediately, 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 immediately. That's what the power can do. Matthew 20, here it is again. Blind men. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Immediately. By Bartimaeus, Mark 10. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Wow. Why is God repeating this so much? It's just over and over and over again. Immediately, immediately, immediately. Let's begin to believe in the immediately of God. Let's begin to believe. I believe in a God who can heal immediately. <laughs> I believe when, the, when faith and power come into contact with each other, when the right ingredients come into contact, immediately is possible. The man by the pool, John 5, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. People, I want you to begin to realize there is a power combination. There is a, a combination that has the power to cause immediate And it is faith and power. When faith comes into contact with power, this is, why, this is why God's starting to stir us up and raise us up. He's trying to get us to come to the place where we begin to get this power working. One of the reasons many people are not, they might, but I'm in faith. I'm in faith. I'm believing God. Good. I'm not saying don't be in faith. But one of the reasons that, 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 that they're struggling is because they're not, they don't, they, how do I describe this? They don't have, they've got faith in healing, but the power is still inactive inside of them. Okay? Your faith has got to get that power active. 
A lot of times, the, one of the reasons people struggle to get healing is because they struggle to get the power active in their own lives. It's a lot easier to go to a meeting to someone who already has power active in their lives. And then their faith comes into that contact with that power. And that's when healings begin to happen. But it is possible in your own life because God has put his dunamis inside of you. It is possible to get that power active. This is what this series is all about. We've, I've taught a lot about faith. Now we're teaching you how to get the power active. Get that power active in your life. Begin to believe there's power on me. Begin to put faith and confidence in the power that's in my life. Begin to speak out of your life. The power of God is active. It's working in my life. God's power is manifesting. If you can get that power active and your faith connects with that power, then you can get immediate ease. Things begin to happen. Didn't take David months to beat Goliath. There's many other passages in the Bible. There, it, I believe immediately is possible. I do. I do believe they're possible. I've seen it too many times in the scriptures that I've just read you right now. We have a lot of confidence in healing taking a long time. We need to start having confidence in healing that can happen immediately. You put your faith in immediately. I believe the power of God can do this in a moment. I, I have no problem. Father God, I believe there's no problem. Your power can do it. I'm not going to put my faith in delays. I'm going to put my faith in, in, in manifestations. We start to do that. I believe a lot more will start manifesting. So I, I, I trust I could, I could talk a lot more about the power of God, but we need to begin to realize it's power that heals. Dunamis is what causes the healing. Dunamis is released. The same dunamis we've been preaching about for weeks that causes miracles. It's the same dunamis that Paul prayed that the eyes of our understanding would be opened to the exceeding greatness of his power. God is wanting a church that understands his power. He's been he's all over his word. The New Testament, Paul was trying to be, he, he, this is what I'm trying to show you. He was trying to get the church to be able to be, comprehend the power of God. And it's, we don't hear enough preaching about this. That's why I'm doing it. I believe as we talk about it more, I believe as we focus more on the power of God, your faith will start connected to this power and we're going to start seeing more immediately. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the power of God. I thank you, Father God, that the power of God is able to do immediately. There is nothing your power can't do. Your power has the ability to instantly open blind eyes, instantly heal cancer. Cancer can disappear in a moment. Immediately, it's possible. Legs can grow. Strength can return into legs. Ears, eyes open. Body parts be replaced immediately. It can happen, Lord God. I believe in a God whose power is able to do immediately. And as we put our faith in that power and the, the, the ability of that power to do things in, in, in a moment. Father God, I believe we're going to have more manifestations. Thank you that you're opening our eyes to this. Thank you, Father God, that you're teaching us this. And right now in the name of Jesus, I speak healing. I command healing. And Father God, I thank you right now. We, I speak healing into people. And I thank you, Father God, that your word, you're confirming your word in people's lives. And we thank you, Father God, that healing is manifesting and it is taking place. And, the, and, and, and thank you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Thank you for joining us. We still got more on this series. I have not finished this series yet. I just really felt in my heart I needed to focus one of them on the healing. It was just very strong. We needed to do some healing teaching. 
I know there's people that listen to these that are believing God for, for healing in their bodies. And some of them are saying, you know, I'm facing some really tough situations. Hey, the power of God's bigger. Having faith in a power that can do anything. Because the power of God is able to do anything in the human body that it needs to do. To fix, to heal, to restore. Amen. Now, so we'll continue on this series. We'll look at another area of our God. Whatever God leads me on for, for the next one. But as we go through this, I thank God we're getting greater confidence in the power of God. Because we're going to start seeing more of it manifest. That's what God's trying to do. He's trying to get us to have more confidence in that. So God bless you. I see all the thank yous. And amen. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing these with people and, and helping get the word of God out. God bless you all. And just again, let me mention this again. On Saturdays, I'm doing the online Bible courses. I know some people have signed up for those. I'm just letting people know. Fromtheshores.online. It's different to the normal address. Fromtheshores.online. I'm doing Bible courses that people can register for. And you can start to spend even more time and grow even more in the Word if you want to get a hold of that. So you can find out the information on that website. God bless you. We will see you again next week, everyone.